Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Mind Your Business. You know, over the last decade, we've seen government and businesses alike investing heavily in ongoing IT security solutions, all directed at predicting and mitigating the risk of cyber threats. But uh, is there something perhaps that we're forgetting? Well, according to an IDC 2021 Manufacturing Insights survey, 76% of Asia-Pacific manufacturers are not expecting to invest in operational technology security over the next two years. Now, this signals a lack of education and awareness of the risks that organizations in the industrial sector face. Organizations need to acknowledge that the potential security perils are as much about human threats as technological. So why is the manufacturing sector forgetting this aspect of security when it comes to their business. Let's find out more from Jonathan Chin, who is Business Development Manager for Cybersecurity Operational Technology for Fortinet. Good morning, Jonathan. How are you, man? Good morning, Elliot. So this is an interesting one. First, last year, Singapore has a, it was announced that Singapore has a 10-year plan to grow our manufacturing sector by 50% and maintain its share of about 20% of GDP. Um, let's talk a little bit about digitalization in the manufacturing sector. It's such a buzzword over the pandemic, right? Uh, how yeah. have they been not spared from this? Oh, oh, when you talk about digitalization? Yeah. Yeah, so digitalization brings a lot of benefits, right? So you see that heavy use of software, heavy use of IT. The buzzword, of course, like you mentioned, rightly mentioned earlier on, is IT and OT convergence. So okay. what it is, is really uh, using IT, which is basically your software, your advanced analytics, and IT tools like like servers or uh, infra, and then marrying it with OT technology, which is essentially things that, well, it's cyber-physical. Okay. So you have things like uh, control systems, for example, uh, robotic arms, or for example, conveyor belts, or uh, a HVAC system that controls your aircon, mm. temperature controllers, uh, sensors, and all that stuff. So it's actually a marriage of the IT and OT, together that actually brings a lot of benefits in terms of like maintenance. You reduce your maintenance, you reduce your manpower requirements, you optimize your process to make it run more smoothly as compared to the old days where everything is just like, like it or not, you just got to do it. So that's really the buzzword, that's really the story. But beyond that, right, you realize that when, when you converge IT and OT or when you go to cloud, for example, we're exposed to internet, that brings a lot of risk. Yeah, and the risk being yeah. the cyber risks. I mean, let's talk about risks that they really have to watch out for. Is it as simple as a hacking and then the whole manufacturing arm sort of shuts down? Uh, we've seen such scenarios on a large scale in the papers, right? Yeah, correct. So you see things like the Colonial Pipeline where mm. it shut down a whole or gas supply in the States. Uh, you see a, a JBS meat factory that just happened a couple of early, early this year. Yeah. yeah? Uh, where the whole meat supply got shut down because of an IT attack as well. So those are the things that could, re- um, those are real life stories and it really impacts people's lives. So it's something that we really need to look at. <laughs> yeah, it's worrying yeah. that, that yeah, people yeah. don't realize that these, you think that it only happens in the movies and you need some kind of genius. The truth is uh, these geniuses exist. Why do, they, why do they not invest more in ensuring these gaps are plugged? So one of these things, I would say the first thing would be a false sense of security. So okay. what, what people would do is that, okay, I'm going to air gap everything. I'm going to cut it off my internet and I'm safe. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's one thing. Go analog, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Go go analog and, and go back to primitive ways, but it doesn't work. So uh, you, you notice that about ten years ago we had this thing about uh, the Iranian power plant, right? Nuclear yeah. power plant. Yeah. That was an anti-gap uh, situation, uh, but people still find a way uh, to get through. It's a, it was a sophisticated attack. Uh, they planted a virus, got in through people, and uh, and it shut down the whole nuclear power plant, uh, the whole nuclear program for quite a while. What, what do they stand to gain, though, these attackers? I mean, what are they really after? Is it is it a point to prove, or is it, you know, really they hold I mean, it at ransom and get money? It could be a couple of things. Okay. Uh, of course, money is a big motivator. So you have mm-hmm. really professional organizations uh, that really openly promote hacking services. And so they go by the millions they charge, for example, how to hack and then uh, tools that they can provide. The other thing would be to walk the halls of infamy. So I, the more attacks I get, uh, the higher my profile goes, and therefore I can charge more. And of course, the third factor would be a nationwide threat attack. So I'm doing it for my nation, I'm doing it for a state, I'm doing it for terrorism. And uh, it's, it's, it's very much ideological as well. Yeah, and we don't realise it can endanger lives as well. Jonathan, I want to talk a bit about operational technology security. Could you share with us the components involved here? Okay, so, so operational technology security, right, basically is protecting your cyber-physical systems. Like I mentioned earlier on, right, you have your conveyor belts, you have everything in your factory that all ties up into a common network. So it makes it a functional ecosystem from uh, end-to-end. So in every factory or in every manufacturing plant, there is a process from raw materials, right, that goes all the way through a series of processes to come into a completed product. So you have your mixing of recipes and all this stuff. And it's all controlled by what we call programmable logic controllers. Essentially, it's a mini CPU and they're connected together. Ah, I see. So, okay, bearing that in mind, and if you don't mind, I, I hope it's not yeah. too technical uh, what we're about to get into. Um, if we will put ourselves in the shoes of one of these cyber attackers, how do they target these industrial operational machines? I mean, usually what do they do? Okay, usually with all these industrial machines, right, they last a lot more than your standard of IT stuff. So in the standard IT world, uh, you will have a system that lasts for three to five years and then you, you upgrade it. In an OT world, right, your machines last for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Okay. And very much for the IT side of it, there's a lot of support that kind of like fades off, you know. It's no longer supported, but you still got to keep going because the application is still running. So a couple of things that will happen is that you have vulnerabilities that will have this in your uh, IT uh, infra. You will have vulnerabilities in your PLC that people can exploit as well. And then when you go into digitalization, right, then you have an issue where uh, all your legacy systems, right, when it gets exposed to the latest and greatest, right, and to the internet, then your vulnerabilities get exposed as well. Okay. And then it's easy. I did a demo in a maritime week last week, uh, two weeks ago, where I actually exploited a mini CPU, right, and got their password within seconds. Wow. So it's a lot of tools you can actually get, right, to exploit a a non-variability. And then what you can do is you can actually get the password. And with the password, I can access and download the program, make changes. I could make drastic changes that will cause a very catastrophic, uh, catastrophic uh, shutdown, yeah. uh, cause a lot of damages because you can't shut machines down immediately, right? It's like, Or I can make changes where I can deceive a person on the value. So like, let's say the alarm limit is 100 degrees and I set the value down to read maybe 20 degrees lower or 20 degrees higher. And then it could be like a subtle a subtle damage thing that happens after a while, you know, but it causes damage nonetheless. Right. You you sort of force the wear and tear uh, a lot faster. Okay, Correct. I, I can imagine the, the type of implications uh, there. How do you guys at Fortinet then come in? Um, I don't know, any case study or any example perhaps of a company that you have helped to ensure that, you know, this sense of uh, security has been implemented? 
I mean, this, this, we have, uh, I mean, we've been around for quite a while for the OT side of things. Sure. And what we've done usually is that there are a lot of forms. It always starts with a conversation on what is your, what are the value of the things that you're protecting? What is your risk? What are the gap analysis? And after that, what we do up then is the design part, right? Where we then uh, plug in or redesign uh, solutions that actually plug in the risk as well uh, mm-hmm. to resolve that risk. So things like very technical terms would be like intrusion prevention, application control, for example. We also do things like to really mitigate at, well, generally without going to technical, we look at uh, security by defense. Think about it as a, a castle, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's various defenses so that it doesn't make it easier right, for attacker to go through the first layer, second layer, third layer, and then uh, at least you, you secure uh, your environment. Okay. I know I'm sounding a bit imaginative here and, and stop me if I'm going off track. It could be something as simple as, like, say, a, a radio station that I work in because there are operational aspects that I involve. There could be piggybacking or hijacking in that sense, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah it, it is possible. I mean, as long as there's people and if there are people that are not educated, right, that sure. are aware of what they're doing, uh, there's always a risk. Sure, sure. So, and and also the misconception that just because it's mechanical, there is no way of digitally infiltrating, right? Uh, uh, there, there are a lot of ways to do anything. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Everything is uh, mechanical and electronic nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. What would you What would you advise anyone involved in operational technology? What would you advise them to do when it comes to starting to build that cyber resilience? So, first thing you got to do is really well, like I said earlier, right? You got to really know where you are, understand where uh, you are in your cybersecurity journey, your maturity level. Get an idea of where you are at your risk as well, Where you, what's missing in your organization. It could be technology, it could be your processes, it could be the people that are unaware, they're not trained. You mm-hmm. know? So it always starts with a conversation and then you have to do in things like comprehensive incident response plan if something goes on wrong. How do you then minimize the damage? How do you mitigate the risk? Yeah. Yeah, and then after that, really have to consider like my experience with most end users is that when they have a risk and discover a risk and then what they do is a knee-jerk reaction. They buy another product and then they buy another product yes. and they put it all together and it becomes very complex because, you know, there's a dearth of skills uh, of cybersecurity engineers in the industry, much less the OT side of things. Yes. So first yeah. things first, though, you got to recognize that you are at risk before anything can be done and have that conversation. Really good advice. Jonathan Chin, Business Development Manager for Cybersecurity Operational Technology at Fortinet on the line with me this morning. Jonathan, I appreciate your time. You take care and stay safe, yeah? You too. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.